When Cincinnati ain't got Burrow, who you gonna start? Dallas defense! When Joe Mixon got a broken toe, who you gonna start? Dallas defense! When Pittsburgh is playing Buffalo, who you gonna start? Dallas defense! They ain't got Joe Burrow. Nah, they ain't got Joe Burrow. Well, Hasty, I felt bad making that because I, I was I was rooting for you all week. I've been rooting for you all year. I think that that's pretty obvious. We'll get more into that particular matchup later on, but we are through week one of the playoffs of Omar's Angels. We're heading into week two. There's two weeks left. I don't know who's going to win it all. I know who's not going to win it all. (laughs) There's eight teams that definitely won't win it all. And there's probably three teams that maybe have a shot to win it all. I'm joined by Samuel Hasty, a very handsome man. He was a Fulbright scholar and he was dropped on his head when he was a child. I've also got AJ here who's babysitting for his next door neighbor who has a young child and whose husband is a fireman and has two 150 pound dogs. So AJ gets five minutes with the kid and his job is to not kill that kid in that five minutes. So we got a great show. We've got Weiss here today, which I'm I'm really excited about, really excited about talking to Weiss today. Hasty has an ad. So I'll let him kick it off with our premier sponsor and advertiser this week. This is uh, an ad that, asked us ahead of playing that we, uh, you know, if you can get your lady uh, within earshot of, uh, of, of the advertisement. Has your partner's involvement in fantasy football disrupted your romantic life? Are Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, and in big waiver weeks, Tuesday evenings, leaving your partner as soft as the Pittsburgh defense? Has a career day from Derrick Henry kept your partner's light switch turned off? Then it's time you tried ChubRx. ChubRx is the only drug clinically proven to fight FFED, fantasy football-induced erectile dysfunction. 44% of fantasy football players nationwide suffer from FFED. Whether it's an underwhelming performance from Benny Snell Jr. to put you in the beer combine, or an end zone drop from Tyreek Hill to keep you out of the playoffs, don't let the performance of professional athletes stop your man from being a subpar athlete where it matters. Talk to your doctor today about ChubRx and get your man back on track so he can hit it through the uprights like Justin Tucker. Do not take ChubRx if you are taking other medication or with alcohol. Do not operate heavy machinery, trade your first round pick, start the Michael Pirine, or engage in any pig roast while taking ChubRx. ChubRx has not been approved by the FDA and cannot guarantee sexual performance. Side effects include liver damage, hair loss, dusting your friends to cook dinner, and possible attraction to transvestites. Talk to your doctor today about Chub RX. That was good, man. Was that Maya? That that was Maya. Yeah, Maya I was. A, in... I caught a little Vancouver twang in there on the <laughs> on the stop part. That was funny. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah, well, I think she, you know, uh, Monday was a tough night, not just for me. We'll just say that, and. Uh, you know, yeah. 
Did you get yours though? <laughs> I know she didn't get hers, no. but did you get yours? Oh man, no, you're going to hit the hard no comment here. So we have, uh, we have Weiss here with us today. Hi, Andrew. What's up, guys? Excited to, to be joining. You look excited. You look like you did a lot today. You know what? I've been getting hit my ass absolutely handed to me at work. So um, nice to put something on the calendar that's not, you know, some bullshit, bullshit work thing. So I've been looking forward to this all day. I mean, you don't have a lot to focus on at this point. There's no waiver wire bids that you need to make. You're clear of the combine. Sorry, the um, the caddy. You had a, a great performance last week. Um, this year has been tough for you, and it was it was sad to see. And I I think I was rooting for you to do well because I knew how good your team was, but it just didn't work out the way that you wanted to. You know, it just wasn't great from a luck perspective. But I'm curious. You could either own the fact that your team didn't perform the way it should have. Or you can blame it on things that are outside of your control. So I want to hear from you if you believe that you have some blame in the perform the underwhelming performance of your team this year from a record standpoint. Yeah, I take I take full responsibility for it. It just sucks to get screwed week after week after week. After putting together, I thought a really solid draft. And then making one pretty significant trade with Sam to address a need that I have. I think like my biggest bonehead move of the year was, was thinking that Garoppolo was going to be the right guy at quarterback for me. And I know when I think about like the past seasons that I've had luck, I've, I've really leaned into receivers and I made a trade last year, get Miles Sanders as a keeper. And I figured, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I can't remember exactly where I picked in the past, but picking picking early this year, I think Alvin Kamara is the most fun player to watch in the NFL by far. I just like the, the guy is just on a different level when it comes to athleticism. So I thought, you know, Kamara and, and Miles Sanders on the on at running back for me was going to was going to put me in a really big position. They gave me an awesome opportunity to look at receivers in, in, in the draft and go really deep. And I think I put together, you know, with DK as a keeper, put together a really nice roster when it came to the receiver and the running back position. And I realized pretty early on that um, Jimmy Garoppolo is ass. And Matt Ryan is that guy that I ended up trading for and Julio um, in a six rounder hasty, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I traded away Debo, traded away Raheem Mostert. I traded away a fourth next year. I thought that, like, that was going to set me up for success. I'm looking at DK. I'm looking at Julio McLaurin, feeling really, really strong at receiver and feeling really solid at running back as well. And then there's just things that continue to happen that I just, like, I don't know. I got real cocky a couple weeks ago. I changed my name to By Don when I was playing, I think, Robes. Tyreek Hill put up like 60 points. Um, you know, I just got screwed over and over again, which I think is par for the course for my my involvement in, in Omar's Angels over the past couple. Is Yeah, no, I think, I think I, first of all, I, I empathize. Let me start there. Um, there's a whole different tirade I'm going to go on at the end of this interview, but I'll start with this. Um, 
was there a specific loss that kind of hurt the most? Right. I think there's a, the, you know, if you get stabbed in the heart enough, there's a time when you're just like, fuck it, whatever. I just expect to get screwed at this point. But was there a specific loss? And when was it in the season that we just like, uh, you know, kind of like someone stabbing you in the, in the heart and kind of turning it. And a follow-up to that, and maybe it's the same loss, but was there a point, because you were in it up until really the very end, but was there a loss where you're like, I'm not making it, which is not my year? So I was really excited to play Ian and Fish, because Fish and I, I mean, Ian, hard to say a bad word about Ian, love Fish to death, but Fish and I definitely have a rivalry. And so I went into week 10 playing Ian and Fish. And at the, at the get-go, I'm projected to – it looks like I'm, I'm projected at the start to beat them by about three points. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I think I've, I'm doing everything that I can. You know, A.J. Brown, Metcalf. Started Teddy Bridgewater that week, which I felt really good about. Uh, Kamara went bananas. He had three touchdowns this week. This is week 10. I put up – let's see. T.J. Hawkinson at the tight end position put up two points. AJ Brown put up two points, and this was the week that Metcalf played against Jalen Ramsey when the Saint, the the Seahawks played the Rams. Metcalf put up three, and Ian and Fish ended up beating me by three points. And I was just like, you know what? Like Bridgewater was a great pickup and a great start, and Camara went bananas. I picked up Miami's kicker. McLaurin went off. I just like I did all the right things, and then. I don't know. I just like, those are the types of mistakes where I look back and I'm thinking like, was it stupid to start Metcalf against Jalen Ramsey? I, I, I don't know. I think every one of us probably would have, would have started DK Metcalf that, that week and to lose by three points. But let's, let's pause there for a minute, right? Let's talk about the alternative. So your option, Julio was on a buy that week. So your option was DK Metcalf. Like, so your, your three starting receivers, Metcalf, Brown, McLaurin. The one yep. receiver you had on the bench was Marvin – well, Marvin Jones Jr. and Anthony Miller. Yep. So the first question to you is, like, who do you sit of the three? Right, and th- this is actually – I was talking to Max about right. the other day. It's like I – he said you should have traded receivers. Like, you had too many receivers. You were always – between A.J. Brown, McLaurin, Julio, and DK, you were always – you always had too many receivers. There's no way you're going to play anyone. And, by the way, Marvin Jones isn't a bad, like, fifth receiver, I guess. I thought Anthony Miller was going to be better. I'm not going to start Marvin Jones over any of those other guys. So, you know, that was, like – that was one of those ones I was like, man, if I could beat fucking Fish in week 10, like, feel, feel okay. But I'll tell you what, guys. The next week I played Dusty – I was projected to outscore him by 21 points. I lost by 0.8 points. And it was just a pathetic, pathetic matchup, putting up 72 points where I put up on 120-something the week before. Yeah, and I got to say, this is I think this is where my tirade starts, which is like, karma's a fucking bitch. It's because, so- because here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I was at or around the sixth seed for a few weeks leading up to the playoffs. Not for a long time, but there were a couple weeks there Go actually it was I think it was going into your matchup with Goldfarb where the playoffs first started to be like a legitimate option for me, right? Because I think I had beaten I don't know someone in week nine and I was like, okay, I got a shot here, and I needed you to lose 
because even though you had a worse record than me, if there was a situation where you won, you were one game behind and you won, I lost, like it was over for me because you had so many more points. So I was aggressively rooting against you. You know, the week against the week against bomb squad, you lost, you know, on some Dalvin cook, uh, you know, whatever it was fourth quarter um, first down carries that he got. I was like fucking dancing around the kitchen. Right. And then the next week when, when I tell you, I literally jumped up and did the closest thing I could do to a flip when Marquez Valdez Scantling caught that fucking bullshit catch that put him over the top, that could put Goldfarb over the top against you. I was thrilled. And then I go and get just like full on cornhold in the first round of the playoffs. And I deserved it. So, first, I just want to say sorry for your pain. It sucks. I feel it. And I don't know what else to say. You know what? It's pathetic to celebrate four wins on the year. You know what? From where I've been, I'm not the, I'm not the laughing stock this year, which is, which is really personally rewarding. You know, it's really funny as you get older, right? You have all these like friendships that cross over between different people, right? So you have like your high school buddies and people you grew up with who become friends with your buddies from college and friends from other parts other parts of the world. And I thought that I was going to be able to keep my absolutely abysmal fantasy performance confined to this group. And Max just blew that up in every way. I think every single person I know knows that I'm just like a perennial loser in this group. And every one of my friends who don't know all of you guys and, and know, like know how much I love the NFL and love football. The only one of, I guess, Kev as well, but you know, football player i would say i'm not the best fantasy football manager by any stretch i'm not even good wait are you sure about that i'm positive about that but i love football so much but i literally think everyone that i know like my girlfriend is like you oh you you're still you're you're literally recording this podcast tonight aren't you have you won a game like things like that it's just it's just over and over and over and it's my my pathetic performance has just really i mean it's permeated every part of of my life my family Everyone else, they know how pathetic it is. So you know what? Four wins this year, we'll take it. Something to build oh. on for, for next wow, year. That, from was, that was sad. <laughs> that was, like, literally, everyone's like, oh, you haven't what you've come in last place the past two years. So to be able to like say, Yeah, I came in, you know, ninth this year. I'm set to maybe come in ninth this year. It's like uh, you know, the little things, man. You gotta But it's gotta- progress. Exactly. And I'll tell you, Weiss, I've said this on this podcast before. I think you have the two best keepers in the league. I don't know if Sanders is still a keeper. I don't know if you can keep him next year. But if you can, two best keepers in the league, Sanders and Metcalf. Metcalf's going to be good for for a long while. I think I, I listened to you guys talk about Metcalf and compare him to Megatron a couple weeks ago. And Berg and I were texting on the side after we listened to that. And I think he and I are very much on the same page. He's really dynamic. I'm excited about him. Sanders – Sanders finally broke out last week. I mean, the guy, I don't think he had scored a touchdown since like mid-October. Um, until It helps when you've got a quarterback who's mobile and can confuse defenses and you have to worry about that quarterback as an opposing defense. It frees up room for your running back. So yeah. unfortunately it doesn't matter this year, but if Hertz can continue to play the way he did last week and honestly, like, I don't know how good of a quarterback Hurts is. Here's what I know about him. He's a fucking winner. He is one at every level that he plays. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson, even though Deshaun was definitely 
projected to be a better quarterback. Some guys are just winners. They win games. They figure out ways to be successful. I do believe Jalen Hurts is one of those guys, which would be really good for you next year. And I got to tell you, Tyler Durden famously said, once we've lost everything, Say character. We are free. We are free to do everything. We are free to do anything. So I think you've lost a lot, a lot over the last three years. And you do have the two best keepers in the league. And I think you've got an opportunity next year to capitalize on that and so do Sa- some damage. Sanders yeah. is not Sa- a- Sanders is he'll be a fourth rounder next year. Yeah, he's not a keeper. You know, it's interesting, Mike. You can you can keep him one more no, year. No, you can keep no no no. Keep- I mean, I mean yeah, I meant he was a fifth-round draft pick this year. So next year, he's a keeper for the last possible year as a fourth-round pick. Is that right? right? Which because is fine. Because his, his ADP is going to be in the top two rounds. So that yeah, is a good I, I drafted him. Good I drafted him last year in the sixth. And you kept Sick, him this year. Cool right. story, bro. Good. Thanks, dude. I'm, I'll be here I'm, all night. I'm glad that AJ's here to clarify that. I actually was, I was... AJ, how pumped are you? Like, just quick sidebar. How pumped are you that Lamar finally fucking went off, huh? Listen, I, <laughs> as as R. Kelly famously said, I'm, I'm fighting, fighting for my, for my life. life in my other league, <laughs> and I need Lamar with his entire wide receiving core out next week. Th- I'm sorry, this week. I need him to go off again, which that might be good because now he's just going to run a hell of a lot more. But I also is, have J.K. Dobbins, so it's like he, he's yeah, but know. but he he is a better runner than he is a thrower. Like Hasty and I were talking about this. There was a there was a play in the first half where Mark Andrews was there was no one within five yards. We don't have to talk about this. Like no, we do. I, I, can I tell you? I, I'm not kidding. Like I I've meditated a lot in the last two days. I literally that is all had going to be erased by the end of this podcast. I had a fucking nightmare <laughs> about that play last night. Like literally, I woke up in the middle of that like fucking Mark Andrews because that that ball that was a touchdown. It was a fucking easy breezy touchdown, and Lamar couldn't throw the fucking ball. It wasn't even it wasn't close. Whatever. Like like I said, whatever. whatever. I, I think whatever. I think many people in our league could have made that throw. Like that was a that was the that was one of the easiest touchdown passes that you could possibly have. And the fact that he didn't get it there is just insane. And like speaking of speaking of easy touchdowns, when are we getting Doris on here? That's a good fucking question. Let's get Greg Doris on here. You know what I will oh, let's, get, let's get Doris let's get Greg Doris and Omar Hassan for the last week of the of the fucking podcast. I don't know how I feel about the second suggestion there. <laughs> we should make a short list of guests we want. I think you know there's a few there's a few out there for sure that need to need to get on here. Yeah, I agree with that. Maybe maybe some some people that had photos that I liked could potentially be on here at some point soon. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to date in high school? That would be a hell of an interview. That would be a hell of an interview. Weiss, there's been some rumors about Fish potentially joining you um, as a GM. My question to you is, as an owner of this organization, and after this three-year historically bad run, are you going to fire your head coach and GM and hit the open market, or are you going to keep your organization the way it is? I actually was lucky to spend a little bit of time with Christian on Sunday. I also was lucky to spend a little bit of time with Ian and Max as well. It's great to see Fish and Max. Ian walked into Christian's apartment where we were watching football 
and passed out on the couch within about 12 minutes and I left before he woke up. So I spent all 12 minutes with Ian, but it was good to see him. Um, That's the second time I spent a Sunday with Ian this year where he is just totally knocked out on the couch. So, um, but anyway, this, this topic, this exact topic came up and there is no shot in hell. Christian will have any involvement whatsoever in my team. It's a point of personal pride. Wow. How many coaches, how many college coaches have said that exact same line before leaving their school to go to the school they said they weren't (laughs) going to go to? Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, listen, winning is a, is a, you know, it's a drug. It's contagious. Look, I have a, it, it's yeah. I have a chip on my shoulder. I also like, you know, it, it, it's funny. I was looking at, I'm looking at standings, right. I'm like pulling up all this stuff and I'm, I'm looking, you know, fish was talking about, I mean, the guy, the, the game that he talks, it's like, you'd think he's, uh, you know, he, he, he was, ta- we were talking about waiver budgets left. Like I have the most money left on my waiver budget. I didn't take too, I didn't make too many moves this year. I made moves out of necessity because I genuinely thought most weeks I had a team to, I had the team to beat and they were Ian and for 12 minutes and fish for the whole time. We're saying how they were so excited. They drafted really well. I didn't really have to make too many moves because of how strong their draft was. No shit. Um, but I was thinking, you know, I'm, I, as I was like looking at, at my stats, I mean, I have, I'm looking at um, points scored against me. I have the most points scored against me of any team in the league, which is really par for the course, right? So we can talk about mismanagement or not taking advantage of the waiver wire. Um, yeah, I mean, I take blame for that. But the, the numbers, I think I have the fourth most points in the league. Well, let uh, me just like, so I'll say, Weiss, you you had an exceptional year, and you're trending. But it's in the right not direction. exceptional, right? If I'm four no. and nine, it's just not. It's but just have, not getting the job done. But right. I don't think it's on a. I, I I don't know. I I don't really know what I could have done that much better. There are individual players I could have started and sat at, at different points. Um, maybe this defeated attitude is is part of the problem. This negativity that's coming. Well, let me let me just say this, of, right? I think you're you're you were a team that scared everybody this year which is a fucking win as it like in and of itself. Let's just start there. You beat me second. I know that's not much of an accomplishment, but you know, you definitely won our matchup. Second of all, there was a, a week where I spent, I don't remember what it was. I think it might've been 30 fab on Boston Scott, right? Like you, you may or may not remember this decision that I made. And I'm sitting there saying like, I, I looked at the, I looked at everybody's bids after, and you bid like four bucks for Boston Scott. And I know Boston Scott sucks. Oh, wait, you can look up to see what other people bid? Yeah, after the fact. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's an, so you can basically determine that's how stupid of a decision. That's the beer combine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, not that. Not what Pacey said, but yes. Like you can, <laughs> you can, like when you put in a bid for like $42 for Got it. Andy Dalton, like Dustin Hopkins, and then you see Benny that the next Snell? highest bid was $3. You're like, got oh. it. By the way, I'm just going to submit a piece six. of evidence. I think this is an important piece of evidence to submit to the court or the decision-making body around manager of the year. Like Max dropped $42 on Benny Snell. Like, let's just like, let's not forget. Right. Never forget. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway. But one bad decision back, doesn't define back to Weiss. Back to Weiss. So Weiss, like what, what is the, like, why are you and gold Phoebe so different when it comes to spending on the waiver wire? I, I, 
I, I, I, I, this is going to, I think this is going to make me sound like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I genuinely believe that my matchup, that my team was good enough to beat any team every single week. And there were very few weeks where I felt like I needed to make a move to give myself a better shot to win. Um, I respect that. I don't hate that. And I, 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 agree. I think- it's the honest truth. I also was like, there were some times when I was also like sensitive to dropping people that I thought, like I thought Anthony Miller, I thought was going to have a year. Well, that's uh, a mistake though. That's a, that is a mistake. And like why I held on to him as long as I did. I don't, I mean, I, I saw him on my, on my roster. Like that was stupid. This will probably make you feel better. I did the same thing with Nikhil Harry. I was convinced Nikhil Harry would be the number one in New England, and that would mean something. And I fucking – it crushed me. And I have zero loyalty to anyone, and it didn't work out for me. So, ultimately, like, it's just it's, – it's your prerogative as a manager. I do agree with Max, though, that you should have traded one of your receivers yeah. to fill a gap somewhere else. And the reason I say that is in the same way, like, when they say you have two quarterbacks, you actually have zero quarterbacks. Every week – you had an insanely difficult decision to make, not between Julio and Metcalf. Like those two were pretty obvious, but between AJ Brown and McLaurin, like those are two tough decisions. And I think you could have gotten either a top tier quarterback from someone for McLaren or AJ Brown, or you could have gotten a fill in high floor type of running back. Like I I bet you, if you wanted to trade David Montgomery in the beginning of the year to hasty for one of those guys, he would have been able to do that. And even though Montgomery has blown up the last few weeks, he was consistent all year. And it just makes your decision a little bit easier when you don't have that much. Cause you have to sit one of those guys I, yeah, every I, week. I agree with you. I just, I guess if I'm thinking about from the running back position, who I might've been able to get, I think I, I, I also would have put myself in a position where it's like, I'm going to start Miles Sanders every week, no matter who the Eagles are playing. Right. Um, that right. But then you have, but then you have a flex option is what I'm saying. Because you don't have a flex option with, when you have three, when you have those three, if you had another running back, what I'm saying is you could make a decision of, I I I think it's worth pausing this discussion because I don't know if any of our listeners get any value out of the 12th place team telling the ninth place team how to manage their team. So like, that's it's a I think very, it's, very appropriate call out. But if anyone <laughs> wants to hear Berg and I debate starting and sitting, please, we'll start another You're podcast. Right. You I subscribe to their Patreon. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a Jerry Seinfeld joke, which is fucking great, where he talks about, he's like, you know, if you see two bums on the street talking, one of them is giving advice to the other. <laughs> It's so good. Oh man, look, guys, I uh, I think for the, I'll, I'll summarize my year, and then I want you guys to talk about the exciting things going on in the league, not my my bullshit bottom of the pack performance yet again. But one thing that that Max said in in the week that he talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I think is so true is, you know, outside of like fantasy football itself, like I was friends with individuals in this group in very different ways. And when we were in high school, there were people I didn't really know very well um, while we were in high school. And I think we've all become friends independently. And as a group, obviously a lot of it's, you know, coming from this league, but in all honesty, it's, it's so fun to like 
maintain this kind of big group friendship that we have and we're all in such different places we're all doing such different things but this is this is something that's been just awesome in terms of like you know bringing bringing the band back together in a lot of ways but also kind of starting starting newer friendships as, at different at an entirely different point in our lives than when we when we met each other but still having the ability to joke and bullshit about all the stupid stuff that you know was years ago now but doesn't feel all that long so that's super soft and corny and cliche but it's absolutely true it's like my 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 actual favorite thing about being in this league is 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 the texting and all the bullshit and all the stupid memes and videos that get sent around and stories and all that because it's uh it's a pretty unique thing and you know I've, there's no signs of it slowing down so for like those are the types of those are the reasons i'll never give up my team especially to christian he's i mean he's barely barely hanging on as, as belonging here amen uh, well well said weiss i guess there's nothing quite like you know waking up to a text on a tuesday morning or like 75 texts about bird jerking off to a tranny and like <laughs> getting the kick out of it right like there's nothing quite like that so right it's really I, you know what, you know what my favorite part of this week was when we made that training joke, which was funny and I, I well deserved it. But then talking about the girl that I was head over heel in loves with that I've had many therapy sessions on about all of my friends hooking up with her. That <laughs> felt good. I really appreciate that. Like that was, that made my day. Thank you. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, like, I'm sorry that I initiated that. But I don't think there's anything that could have more accurately described how I was feeling on Sunday. Like, it was like something really nice would happen. Like, David Montgomery would, like, score a big 80-yard touchdown. And I'd get all excited. Like, holy shit, this girl just touched my wiener. It was great. And then, like, oh, shit, Derrick Henry's playing Jacksonville. <laughs> it out with Matt Harnish. <laughs> totally. Like, it was very similar, I have to say, like, from an emotional arc perspective. Um so, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I think I stand by, I stand by what I said. I think it was as accurate a depiction of my emotional roller coaster as I could have brought to the table. Max, you're nothing but my left fielder. That might be a joke <laughs> that only, well, actually, everyone might get that. Um, anyway, Weiss, I agree with you. Like, I love all you guys. Like, and I really do think that this league has, has brought us together. Like, I think about sports sometimes, and I think about the fact that I don't miss. Like, I miss playing for sure. Like, I miss the games. But what you really miss when you look back on it is everything else. Like, mm. everything else that had to do with, like, being on a team, practice, fucking running, like, everything that goes into, like, having camaraderie. So I'm glad that we keep this going. And I, I was, I, I don't know how, I don't know how this league is going to end. Like, maybe people die. Like, I don't know if we're going to be 80 years old, fucking. It's going to go. Man. Waiver. It's, it's really, it's really going to go. I, I, I see it continuing to go. It's a really, it's a, it's a great group of, it's a great, great group of guys. I remember when Max, like Max brought it up to me a couple of years ago. He's like, what should we do with a fantasy league? Cause you know, that like, it, it's also funny for me to think about, right? Like of the people in this league, we span three grades, right? Graduating classes, which is kind of bananas. Surprising um, that the 2007 class actually. Um, wait, hold on. Are we forgetting the Zavarian graduating class of 1984 and Glenn McCartney. <laughs> right, excuse me. I forgot. I forgot. Um, we spend generations. Yeah, generations. <laughs> Polly guys, it's just it, it is it is crazy. And like that's the other thing. Like I talk about, you know, uh, I, I tell people about. The, I think one of the worst things you can do as just a friend is talk about your own fantasy team uh, and league 
to your friends that are not in that league. Like, I just, I find that, I, I hate that when you go over to someone's house, they're like, I'm starting X, Y, and Z today. I need this, this, and that. Like, I don't give a fuck. All I care about is I'm I do that fuck. literally all the time. I'm it not drives me nuts. Like, I, I, I literally do it all the time. It's not, I, I just, not I just can't deal with it. But it is funny when people, oh, you know, who, you know, who's in your league? It's like, well, I have, you know, a couple guys that I graduated with from high school, a uh, bunch of guys one year above, you know, and then a, a couple guys two years above us. We all played sports together. Uh, and then like our JV football coach, varsity <laughs> baseball coach, and then this guy Glenn. Um, and like it's funny for me because Glenn's made fun of this for like I I didn't really know Glenn at all before this whole whole thing. Um, so I, I hope that Glenn and, and Rose and John the trainer continue to uh, to participate as well. They're 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 great great additions to the to the crew, generational additions to the to the to the crew. Hundred percent. All right, wise. We'll this is go. fun, man. Go get him. I'm going to Listen, I'm not going to participate anymore, but I'm. I'm oh, you can to... participate. Hey, hang on, Which can move on to the sure, next. Sure, Just no, no advice from me. It's Sounds not worth good. anything. So, let's talk about the recap of this first week. In my opinion, no. Let's start this with was... Can we start with no, 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 no. This game between you and the genius team, managed by Vito. I think it was the best game in the history of the league. That's my opinion. It was the best game in the history of the league. Devastating for you, but oh my God, what yes. a fucking game. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, listen, I'm, I'm talking shit over here and complaining, crying like a little girl, but I got to say, like, to Weiss's point, right? Last year, last couple of years, he's been, you know, fighting away last place and now he's in the playoff hunt. You know, a few years ago, I was on the stage and I was fighting Weiss to not be in last place. Now I'm a time expiration 55-yard field goal away from a second-round game, right? So, like, it was a hell of a game. And I got to say, I'd much rather go out that way than go out putting up 60 points. I would agree with that 100%. Now, you – you know, I think a theme for the last couple of weeks has been about – being taken to Paris and you <laughs> certainly got taken to a very bad part of Paris oh, and the worst part. Jonathan Taylor and Derek Henry uh, what they did me. yeah worse than <laughs> and that pig worse roast than anything that's happened to Brandy Love that pig roast was a 6'6 gentleman <laughs> with two 12 inch things coming out the side and it was it was bad. Like that Jonathan Taylor start good for good for that team for not dropping Jonathan Taylor when he was stinking and not starting Kareem hunt. Holy shit, man. They put up an absolute. Yeah. I mean, if, if Glenn started Kareem hunt, I, you know, I would, I would have won, which is crazy because Kareem hunt had an amazing day, right? Kareem hunt had two touchdowns, 26 points. I think he might've scored more points than Chubb because um, of his receiving side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, so I just like confession, right? Fucking Sunday was a roller coaster, total roller coaster. Um, early games were ugly. I, I knew, like honestly, I knew Derrick Henry was going to go berserk, right? Like there, I, there was. I think, I think that wasn't as emotionally taxing as you might expect until the very end, only because you know some stats got thrown at me. For example, for those of you that don't know, Derrick Henry has scored thirty percent of his points on the entire season against me. 
So, like, for fucking context, there's been 14 games. And he is the eighth-ranked player in fantasy, which is a lot of points scored. Like, Yeah, Derrick Henry scored 84 points against me in two games. Um, For those of you that are wondering. The the two running backs I played against collectively scored just rushed for just shy of 400 yards and four touchdowns against me. So it was tough, right? And, tough at the office. And you got fortunate in the sense that Derrick Henry didn't play the fourth quarter. All right, so we got to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this, but when you decided to screenshot, which you screenshot to blast me in the group, and you decided to bring up things that what make me upset. Oh, you meant the training. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about your decision to stick to your guns, which I respect, but to not, not listen to listen. the other two thirds of the podcast. So, so you asked the question. You said, I had a question to ask you. You knew the answer already. Why'd you ask? That's true. You did know the answer, but you wanted to, for some reason, hear us say and validate your Pittsburgh start. Well, but I wasn't really like to be again, let, let, let's go back to who's on this podcast, right? Uh, Two I think league coll- champions. Collectively, if we take your guys' scores together, you're in what, like eighth place? So uh-huh. listen, you're right. I appreciate There are three play. names on the trophy and two of them are on this podcast. <laughs> you guys are right. I, like you were, you were right. I was wrong. I'd be playing this week if I listened to you, period. I'd also be playing this week if I started Mitch Trubisky. But instead, I fucking dropped him for Taysom Hill. Who so. I also told you to start. And I called you that morning because I did – and you cannot say that I didn't want you to win. I was your biggest fucking fan you this are, week. You I was are, texting you, you. I was telling you, dude, you have a chance. Like, don't give up. Like, you absolutely have a chance. Yeah. I'm texting you in the first half. I fucking go, let's fucking go when Chubb scores that first touchdown. Sure. Sure. I called you that morning. I said, that game, the Dallas game, has the lowest point total of the week. It's yep. at 42, and Dallas is favored. But I couldn't even start Dallas because I already dropped them because I panicked. Long story short, I dropped the Dallas defense and picked up the Giants defense on Sunday morning. By the time you texted me, I couldn't pick up Dallas's defense back up again because, trust me, I fucking tried. I, I mean, I knew that game had the lowest over-under, but I also had seen Pittsburgh's over-under not way up. I mean, I, like Pittsburgh's over-under was 46 at the time, right? And I also thought about the Giants and the Cardinals. I had this awful theory that like Cardinals are flying across the country and they got the early game and the Giants are the best defenses of the three right now. Between Pittsburgh, Dallas, and the Giants defense, the Giants have been the most impressive defense the last three weeks, in my opinion. Right? They've played great offenses. They've looked great. So I fucking panicked. I was like, I'd rather choose between Giants and Pittsburgh than Dallas and Pittsburgh because Dallas is so bad. Fuck them. And it was the dumbest thing I've done. And hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. I think what you just said there is fine. I actually thought that you dropped Dallas D in game because you were so upset that you didn't want to look at them on your roster. No. And I just like, I, I probably would have done the same thing, but yeah, I mean, that was brutal. And now, you know, Glenn's- and it happened so quick, like by the, so I went out to get a muffin at 10 AM Pacific. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Muffin and coffee by 10 30. When I got home, Dallas's defense had already scored. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me i was right though. oh it's fucking so good man it was exceptional but you know the thing what is what kind is of muffin like, was it it was a chocolate chip banana muffin oh need that's that. a great 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 combo also gluten-free 
for those of you that are health conscious. But little guy. Um, but. So yeah, okay. Well, no, not interested it. anymore. <laughs> like I was also kind put- of excited because Dave Montgomery had his 80 yard rushing touchdown right at the start of the game. I was like, yeah. holy shit, man, I got a shot. This is good, right? And Derrick Henry had like a little bit of a slow start, right? Jackson mm-hmm. had a couple stops. I was getting excited. And fucking Derrick Henry did what Derrick Henry does. I didn't actually lose my marbles. Like, I was fine because I only had one guy playing in the early one. That was just David Montgomery. And mm-hmm. he had a great game. So I was like, whatever. I'm good. I didn't lose my marbles. There were two points where I, like, screamed. Actually screamed. And, like, my voice got a little hoarse afterwards. And I fucking just lost it. The first was the Allen Robinson touchdown right before half because I dropped Trubisky. It was his third fucking touchdown of the game. It was on the one yard line. So they should have fucking given it to Montgomery. And they like of all the people, Allen Robinson already had a hundred yards receiving. It was just like fucking twist the knife. Like it, it was points away from my guy points to his guy. And it was a meaningless touchdown that made Mitch Trubisky look great, which just fucking blood boiled my blood. The next, the next one was the first drive of the Indianapolis Colts game. Because at the end of that first game, Bugatti and I were actually like, even though Derrick Henry went berserk and Allen Robinson had a great game, I was still only projected to, to lose by like four. And like I had a bunch of guys going and I was feeling good. And then on the first drive, Jonathan Taylor had like 50 fucking yards by himself, 40 yards rushing, like 10 yards received. I mean, it was yep. some, you know, something like that. And I, I don't know if I called you or texted you. I, te- I sent like five texts to you, I think, in a row. I was like, fuck this, fuck, fuck, fuck. This is, I, I, I went outside. I was actually I jerking up at that point. I, okay. Fun fact. <laughs> well, that ruins my story. But I, I literally like, so I. Swipe, I, swipe, I swipe, at, swipe, get off. I looked at my dog. It was to the text, so don't worry. And I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want my dog to feel bad. I don't want him to see me lose my temper because he gets scared. So I closed the curtain, went outside, and I screamed as loud as I fucking could. I was like, Bah! I mean, I just let it out. It was the – my blood boiled, which was nice because I kind of let it out. And then Jonathan Taylor had his shit. And it pales in comparison to Monday night. But, I, I, you know, I, I've said enough. So I was going to say that I fell asleep when it was close. You but would. I got to imagine there was no audible – screaming when justin tucker hit that it was just deflation like throw your phone up in the air and just well i mean let me say this the worst worst part is like the last three four yards of that kick it was starting to tail i know away from right i thought i was gonna hit the upright i thought i was gonna hit the right And, and you know and but but so there's one thing that is sort of less than totally heartbreaking here which is going into that drive I was still losing. So like, just so everybody's aware. Yep. When Kareem Hunt, I think it was Kareem Hunt that scored the last touchdown for, for the Browns, right? I was like, the only shot I have is overtime. Because I was losing by, I think it was like two points. I was, losing, I was losing by very little, but I was losing. I was like, the only shot I have is Mark Andrews. But if Mark Andrews catches something, Justin Tucker's going to hit the field goal, so I'm going to fucking lose. Right? So like, I, I, I and, and that is prepared. the most likely scenario, right? The most likely yep. scenario is, it, it, you know, if, if, Mark Andrews catches anything, which is the only way I fucking take the lead. Justin Tucker's in field goal range. And that's what happened, right? Now, was I still fucking crestfallen? Yes, I was. Um, and the worst part of it, so, you know, for those of you that don't know, AJ has a pick'em league. I was one, I, I've been leading for several weeks. I'm currently one point out of the league, one game decision out of the league. 
I picked the Browns. The other guy picked the, the Ravens. So it was like, it was such a double fucking whammy. Like that Justin Tucker kick crushed me in so many different ways. Uh, just, uh, just brutal. Just brutal. By the way, this, again, this, I made the spread here, that right? week, the spread was minus two and a half in that game and it landed at 2.8. So that's pretty good. Christian Christian came on and said 15 point spread. And once again, that's why he doesn't he makes the bets. He doesn't make the handicaps. I make the bets and always pick I make the handicaps and I always pick on the wrong side of it. Can uh, I just say one more thing that I just want the league to know? And it's 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 purely egotistical. Like I'm not proud of it, but like I'm projected to score the second most points this week behind Bomb Squad. And I just want to walk you guys through what's happening. Like because I think I think I think I've earned the right to just tell you what's happening this week. Hmm. I will take the under. So here's my thoughts. I agree with you on both of those things. Yep. But statistically speaking, you cannot continue this run that you're on right now. And everything that I have thought this year has not gone the way that I thought it would. So I'm going to Costanza myself and I'm going to take what I don't want which is Heller minus eight and a half and the over of 209.5. And I believe Daniel, or sorry, we're not allowed to use real names. Schmaniel will be caddying for whoever wins the championship this year. By the way, do, do Ian and fish, sorry, fuck Schmian and Schmish, do they, do they actually golf? Like would, would they golf? And if they don't, does the second place part, like how, how would that work? Fish golf. Fish does golf. All right, just making sure. But yeah, I was those, just going to say they my, just drive around the golf course and you have to get them all their beers or some shit like that. <laughs> Maybe Daniel will just have to rebound for Ian while he shoots a bunch of free throws and shit. That would work. That could work. Okay. Um, uh, okay, now game. on to the real games. So we've I'm, got I'm, a pick 'em between Yanni Bangs and the GGG over under 243, no spread. Who is going to win? Do you want to go first? No, you go first. You go first. Okay. Even though Derrick Henry is predicted to score 21 points, which is a 20, sorry, 23 points now. This is projections this week. He is 156 yards per game away from hitting the 2000 mark. Vrabel is a player's coach. They run the ball. And he's actually got a possibility if he repeats the performance that he had last week, and he's done a couple times this year with a plus 200-yard game, to get himself into the most yards in the history of the NFL. They're going to fucking feed him the ball to get him to that number because it's a historic feat. And it's 2,000 yards, by the way. There's only eight players that have done that. So I believe that they will just hand him the ball. And I think 23 points is, is a low number for Derrick Henry this week. Secondly, about Glenn's team. Mike Evans hasn't been great this year, but they are playing Atlanta this week. So I believe that will be a high scoring game where Mike Evans will definitely get himself into the end zone. Allen Robinson has been on fire with Mitch Trubisky. Like that is the guy that Trubisky throws to, doesn't throw it to Anthony Miller. He throws it to Mitch Trubisky. He throws it to Allen Robinson and he hands it off to David Montgomery. Those, Those are the only two people on that team that have success. Deontay Johnson can't catch a pass. Like I, if I was, if I was Glenn, I would probably start Kareem Hunt in the flex and maybe leave Deontay Johnson out, especially over the last few weeks in terms of how he's performed. And then on the other side, 
it looks like DJ Moore is, it says not applicable. So I guess he's like getting activated. For oh, he got, he got activated today. It looks like Robert Woods is questionable with a thigh injury. Yeah. Um, I don't like Max's team at all this week. And New Orleans is a really good defense. And Mahomes is projected to score 28 points. Like, I think he will underperform in that situation. Like, he'll still perform because he's the best player in the NFL by far. But this is not a good week for Max. The also, matchups Philly's, are re- Philly's defense is sneaky good. I mean, they, they, they shut yeah. the fucking Orleans Drake, down. Yeah, but Drake, Edmonds actually might not play. Edmonds yeah, but Drake's, Drake's been mediocre at best, right? Like, he has I mean, he, he snuck one into the end zone last week against the Giants. But, like, he, he's had, I think, like four weeks in a row with a touchdown, five weeks in a row with a touchdown. Yep. Yeah, you got to bet on some regression. He hasn't had a 100-yard game in I don't know how long, especially yep. against a defense this good. Uh, I do not like Max's team this week either. Yeah, so I'm going to be taking Glenn's team here, and I'm going to be taking the under because I think that Max is going to underperform just based on the matchups that I'm seeing right now. I think Glenn will be right around the number that I'm expecting him to be in a pick which is about 121.5. Um, but I think Max is going to be well under that number. Same thing. So I'm, I'm taking, taking – I'm taking Glenn and under. Fuck. I'm going the opposite way. Everything that I just said is bullshit. Throw it out the window. I'm taking Max and the over. That's what I'm doing. Because I just gave you every reason that I shouldn't do that. I'm going to take Max and the over in this one. All right, Costanza. Would me okay. way sway you the other way? Yep. Well, what, you know what does what he we say? Forgot, Berg, you know what, though? You, the thing on your side, man, you got the fantasy football MVP. You got the coup. That's true. You do have the coup. You got the coup on your side, man. Coup's going to put up 25. My old hoe be tripping, but my young hoe coup. That is what they say. So, final game. I have got Bomb Squad. <laughs> Fred is a fucking joke. I've got Bomb Squad minus 27 and a half against Cinco de Finco with an over-under of 234, which means I believe I'm saying that Highland scores over 100 points. I think that's pretty generous. But, I mean, that spread is enormous. I can't in good faith take anyone to cover a 27 and a half spread. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the bomb squad minus 27 and a half. The other shoe must drop. It must drop and it must drop this week. And if it doesn't, then strike me dead. That is what I say. And I'll take the under in that game as well. I want to give you, and what was your over under there on that one? Two, two thirty thirty four. Okay. So here's here's the deal. Like, oh shit, I didn't realize Ronald Jones had COVID. Damn. Um Keelan Allen's a risky start too. I've got him in my other league and it's it's tough. You can't not start him, but he's got a hamstring injury. Yeah, and, and you know how, how the, creepy those can be. You know how yep. pop up out of nowhere. That's why I dealt Julio. I'm not saying it was the right move, but that's why I dealt him. Actually, you know what, Weiss? Can I bring you in for one more question before we do this final betting line? Yeah. I, I, you know, have no offense one way or the other. I'm genuinely curious how you feel. Do you think you won our trade or do you think I won our trade? I mean, Matt Ryan was so inconsistent, like wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Um, they had a couple big weeks together, Julio and Matt. Couple, yeah, I think one or two where they put up like 60 between them. And, and Moser, I think Moser was my – Second round pick, maybe second or third round pick. 
Um, and he was hurt a lot. Yeah, I don't Not know most of the year. I think you. I think your what I received definitely. It it definitely closed a gap that I had. There's there definitely a need that I that I had at the quarterback position. Um, I don't know. You got a fourth rounder out of it. That's AJ. Nice. What do you think, AJ? You're the trade master. I mean, am I though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I think. Truthfully, I think the the draft is a total crapshoot, regardless of what picks. I mean, the first that would explain a lot. Two, yeah, right. The first <laughs> uh, three seasons that we've had, I was without a first round pick. The third of which I won the league, and that's why I figured, you know what, might as well try to ride Josh Jacobs in the playoffs, see what happens, and whatever it didn't work out obviously um i think hasty you got the shorter end of that stick but it was like very minimal in terms of like how the rest of the season actually played out yeah i wish i had taken that trade but you really wanted like a second round pick and all that nonsense that's and you were like i won't go any lower than a third meaning i wasn't gonna give no no you wanted picks and i was like i'm not giving picks Right, right. No, no, no. Hello. You, I'm sorry. You hasty, value, hasty, hasty values picks, which I right, respect right, right. sticking to his When value. you no, no, no. take I understand Martellus I understand Bennett in the fifth, what, picks fucking matter. Listen, but you said to me, I, I'm pretty sure you said you wouldn't go any higher than giving an eighth round pick. Oh, and you yeah, gave Weiss a sixth round pick. That's true. So that's, that's when I was like, that's, that's yeah. a bad. I, I but then looking say, back, like, like that trade would have been like I mean, I would would have probably been a fifth seed in the in the playoffs. I, did, I, I went back and, did math and it's disgusting. It was like Julio and didn't that? But no, it some, was. It, but it was for James Robinson, so it would have been yeah. like a toss up. Yeah, because I, I at one point I don't know if you remember this, JJ. It was like week two. You offered me James Robinson for David Montgomery straight up. Now, obviously, David Montgomery made this week a game, right? Like, but yeah. Well, anyway, different discussion for a different day. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think Weiss won the trade, uh, but because Julio would not have advanced me, like Julio was out this week, right? Like Julio would not have advanced me any further. And, I, you know, I wouldn't have won any weeks with him that I otherwise lost. I'm just grateful to have a pick a couple rounds earlier because I think like a sixth is like, you know, I don't know, like a, a good, like a, maybe like a tight end, like a decent tight end. Uh, or like a lower I a, tier I got a, wide receiver. One. I got a six. I got a six back for Leonard Fournette. Well, yeah, but like what I'm saying is like a fourth is like Robert Woods. You know, like a fourth is like 100%. a fourth is Stephon like Diggs. Stephon Diggs, right? So like I feel not good next about year, the fourth, but but I also like I do think fourth Weiss is also Zach Ertz. I do think Weiss won. Cam Akers went in the fourth. J.K. Well, Cam Akers was a great pick, just in not till now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that James Robinson was for zero dollars on waivers yeah it's a great pickup i was looking at um at fish and, and i'm sorry mission koreans uh roster <laughs> and um I, I i it reminded me of a of something that i came across today um there were some cole beasley stats oh it's insane this cole is so good this would be re- and i remember giving i i think like i i remember watching 
one of them pick up, I think, start start Beasley against me, I think. And thinking like I I mean, I I remember Beasley on the on the Cowboys being, you know, your kind of like token white possession receiver. And obviously he's done big things in Buffalo, but listen to these stats. It's pretty great cool. route runner. Yeah, like all literally like checks all of the boxes of like the real he's a real gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> um Cole Be- Beasley this season has more yards than AJ Brown, more receptions than DK Metcalf, more yards per catch than DeAndre Hopkins, more touchdowns than Julio, and more 100 yard games than Tyreek Hill. That's yeah. an insane stat. Yeah. That's wild, right? Yep. No, he's listen. Yeah. Last trivia question for the group, just quick poll. What's the highest round you would take Cole Beasley? I yeah, I mean, if like if he was there at like, I, I think if if I'm looking around at, in like the ninth round, go going into this year, I'm not, I'm probably not spending a ninth round pick on like a the the token possession slot receiver. But if you know he, what? If he was if he was not white. I would take him a lot higher. No, I don't. That I, I, I mean, I, I go. <laughs> That's saying, true. Right? It, it's funny though. These guys are so valuable in this, in in this format. No, in 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 the state that the NFL is in right now, like these, this really really quick yards after the catch, like quick passing play action okay. guys who can just jam and like Beasley's. I mean, I, I remember like hearing hearing Bob Isis say you know, big things about him and thinking that that was a joke, but you know what, that's why I ended up where I did. And that's why they're uh, fighting to, for a birth. So well, let me just say he'll be top. He'll be, he'll be, a, he'll be, he'll be top six rounds next year. I'm uh, I mean, Edelman went know, in the sixth. We're coming up on yeah. an hour and 15 here. I'm going to, yeah, uh, we're going so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me just finish this. Yeah, I, got one, which is, I haven't, I haven't dinner. made the pick. Is there a time, AJ? Dinner? Um, it, they eat uh, dinner eat, late in Spain. They eat, taking, they eat it late in Spain. <laughs> take a nap at two o'clock i'm taking bomb squad i'm taking them with the points at 27 and a half and i'm taking the under in that game because i think highland's going to score 65 points so you just took everything that i took okay well i'm changing my bet again um no actually no i said yeah i'm changing my bet i'm i'm going the opposite of everything that i thought made sense no wait did i i don't know what i said made sense who fucking i'm going with your pick minus 27 and a half in the under that against 140, 140 to 87 final. It's going to be a okay. Match. okay. We're done. Holy shit. Next, Next week is the last fun. week of the podcast. <sighs> All right. Have a good episode, everybody. Good night. Thanks, good guys. Night. Much love. Good All luck right. to the teams in the playoffs next week, except Highland. Bye. Later.